Welcome to Life Karma. Never stress. Never stress. Except everyone's stressed. You feeling good? Never. Are you feeling good never? I feel better that I have this microphone in front of me and that we're back. We're back. Arguing about something, I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to have a point counterpoint thing oh my goodness uh thanks for all the feedback on the last podcast last everybody. podcast it was a little you want to tell me how much i hate sam i don't hate sam <laughs> we're good friends <laughs> but we can have disagreements that's, that's a miracle that's a miracle but no that's that's the mark of people that listen to each other should, right? yeah absolutely well, you see it different yeah well you see it differently and i'm i i like that i if you saw it the same i'd just be like visiting with myself all the time that would boring. suck totally be boring by the way i've entered into those books oh no they're trippy the dancing what do you think Wu lee masters yeah i'm gonna read that whole book i've read the highlights of your your father Mm. and uh, now it has me wanting to read the whole thing i know it messes with you does totally messes with you this con this consciousness Consciousness. yeah there's a quote by uh since we're doing church quotes uh elder ballard since he is now more conscious of the people outside the church because of this event, these events. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing, right? No, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need to understand that people are different and we need to listen to them more. I think we need to try and understand other people's point of view. Yeah. I mean, think about what you could learn. Heaven forbid you learn something from somebody who has a different point of view. (laughs) Like, think about that. I mean, come on. Well, I just watched Emily go th- going through her political, critical thinking mind and all the people that criticize her. And it's just because of misunderstandings. Right. I mean, most of the world's problems are because of misunderstanding. Right? Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's called Twitter. Twitter is nothing but a giant a misunderstanding. <laughs> it causes a lot of misunderstanding. Well, it's just... It's just uh, it's a two-dimensional communication device. It's, you know, it doesn't communicate in the fifth dimension. No. It doesn't read the thoughts of people. No. It doesn't feel their gaze and well, look no at one, their heart rate. Yeah, no one looks at it unless there is controversy. Right. So it's almost like you have to smack it. You have to say something controversial just to get some attention. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. I follow Most people I follow are controversial. Really? Yeah, and I don't know why I do that, but I do that. Well, it'll probably stimulate your thinking. Well, I think I like to pick fights sometimes. I think that's a problem I have. I think sometimes I like to go in and like take the opposite side just for fun. Yeah, I know. That's you enjoy that. I do. I, I think that's a talent. Yep. It's you may not this is what our listeners probably don't understand half the time. You may personally disagree with a, a view, mm-hmm. but you'll take that side on the view. On the view, on the point, on the viewpoint, yeah. just to see if, um, see how people react yeah. and you don't even have to agree with it. You'll just take the side. It will sound like I agree with it. Yeah, it will. But you, deep down inside, it's not your personal right. constitution. It's not no. something you live your life by. No. And, and, and once you get that about you, you, people understand you a lot more because yeah. you're just like getting, you just want to rise out of somebody. But then they usually don't take me as serious and that's even more fun. Because then I like double down. Then you get super serious with them. Yeah, then I double down. Yeah, like I've seen you do that with Kim a couple of times. You double down with her a little bit. It's fascinating. Sometimes you just have to. Well, yeah, just for 
Just for you giggles. need variety. We need variety. Oh, I see you brought a book over. I brought one of my favorite books. And it, the reason why I brought this book is I had somebody this week say to me, have you read Jordan Peterson, the 12 laws yeah. or rules? I think it's rules, right? Yeah. 12 rules. Yeah. yeah for life. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I've read that book a I'm couple like, times. Yeah. I've, I've read it too. And here's my only problem with Jordan Peterson's book is I feel like it's the 12 rules for wussies. <laughs> well, Jordan Peterson is an academic um, muscle man, but yeah. physically he's he's a very petite man. It's a great starter book. You know, like I feel like it's a good second, third grader book. I, I liked I liked the book. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy hearing his viewpoint. What I enjoy most is him shredding the left, the radical oh, left. Yeah, that is pretty I love how he shreds the radical left. Wow. He just puts them to shame. Like, cause their arguments are so pathetic. I mean, like oftentimes, not all the time, but right. sometimes their arguments are pathetic. Well, it's just like the ultra right. There are, they're, they're equally, they're equally to pathetic, yes, right? They are. So you have this alt left, alt right. And most Americans are somewhere in the middle. And right. uh, the president that always wins is the one that gets the independence. Right. Right. You got to get some, you got to get the middle people to come your way. Right. Right. So back to Jordan Peterson, the, the book I brought, and I know we've talked about this book before is the 48 laws of power, which I hit, which you ruined me. That's what got me on this freaking trip. Yeah. I read that book a year ago, a year and a half ago, and it just totally ruined me. Yeah. Cause then I, I, I suspect, I suspect everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's a court gesture. It's a Machiavellian kind of, everyone's a court gesture and, you know, what's your, who's doing what? And so let me, and, and here's the one I wanted to talk about. It's law number 40. Okay. And it's called despise the free lunch. Despise the free lunch. And then the, the it says what is offered for free is dangerous. It usually involves either a trick or a hidden obligation. What has worth is worth paying for. By paying your own way, you stay clear of gratitude, guilt, and deceit. It is also often wise to pay the full price. There is no cutting corners with excellence. Be lavish with your money and keep it circulating. For generosity is a sign and a magnet for power. Wow. So here's what I learned the hard way. When you accept favors, you owe favors. Oh my gosh, yes. I've learned that the hard way because it put me in, young in my career, it put me in some difficult situations. And if I would have used this despise the free lunch, yeah, you know, that would have really helped a lot. But, but then again, I've used that for my advantage too. Exactly. Most of my career, just take people out to lunch, shoot the crap with them. And, oh. And, and build relationships of trust with them. And then the next thing you know, people do business with people who they like. Yeah, I feel like subconsciously, if someone buys you lunch, you kind of feel like you owe them something. Totally. That's why That's why I don't let you buy me everything. I try. <laughs> so <laughs> every time I go, every time I go to lunch with anybody or dinner, I always buy. And he always buys and it bugs me. Yeah. So I don't it's, let him always buy with but me. But it's just something about it. And, and it comes from this despise the free lunch because you don't get anywhere getting the free lunch. That's why it's a law of power. 
But yeah. I mean, it's just, but I thought the last part was interesting where it talks about just that one paragraph, be lavish with your money and keep it circulating for generosity is a sign, a sign and a magnet for power. So this is really in the same vein as um, Deepak Chopra's book, yes, uh, uh, creating affluence. Correct. He says, "Be lavish, be lavish with your with your affluence, because it'll come back to you." Well, I'm like, okay, so that's why some of the most scary, I call them businesses in the world, are the nonprofits. They're either really good and do a lot of great things, or they do some bad things. Yeah, the NFL is a nonprofit. Yeah, just let that sit. Let that sit. Roger Goodell makes millions of dollars a year. Like 20 And plus. it's a nonprofit. And they'll do things like ruin Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick's career, right? And 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 they're a nonprofit. That's, that's what and, I'm saying. And they get all the rule, they get all the benefits of that nonprofit, but trust me, there's a lot of people making a lot of money on the NFL. The yes. NFL leverages their their power to make money. Yeah. Well, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the 501c3 nonprofits, their board members make 1.5 million a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. And and then I looked at, I mean, it's 1,444 pages, by the way, their tax return. Good Lord. 1,400 pages? Yeah. I've been going through it. The, the Bill and Melinda <laughs> Gates Foundation? You've been going through their tax return? Yes. I'm having a great time. You know what it gets. You know what you really figure out quickly is you start looking where they've donated their money, and then you start looking at those board members, and you realize this is just a circle of money. This is all this is. Yeah, yeah. It's like they put billions of dollars in it, and they have total control over that money, and they don't pay taxes on it. Yeah. They got a tax deduction because of it. Yeah, tax deduction. So it probably looks like at the end of the year they didn't make any money. Right, but it's because everything's spread out amongst everybody. Yeah, for example, I looked into this one company in D.C. that they donate money to. <clears throat> and then I went and looked at, there's so many freaking board members of this. And then number two, I looked at people that had done internships or work there. I wanted to see what their kind of responses were to being part of this company. They said it was horrible. They it was a they terrible do company. Anything. They said they would just sit around, they were never given assignments, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, it's a freaking circle of money going around. It's just a way to launder money. It's yeah, just okay. a legal way to launder yeah, money. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but but it's it's also an issue of power. That's what goes back to my yeah. thought process of these nonprofits. Well, you know, I started a nonprofit that. Yeah, yours does good. It does good all. The, it does a lot of good all the time. Like a bunch of good, and yeah. we don't. People are busy working their butts off, and trust me, no one's getting paid. Is Bill and Melinda Gates giving to your nonprofit? Uh, no, but no. we're helping center city kids, foster kids, kids high poverty. We're helping them change their trajectory of their life. And that's the only way we change society is doing stuff like that. Is like the inner city kids, the white, black, Mexican, whatever. It doesn't matter if we're not getting to these children and giving them better options. We're failing as a society. You know what I mean? And that's, that's where I think these nonprofits like yours can do so much good. Yeah. Yet they don't want to because it's a circle of freaking money. Well, I mean, we struggle. I mean, we, we have a lot of people work very, very hard to get our operational budget every year. I think we, we probably raise a few hundred thousand dollars, maybe four or $500,000 a year, but it goes right back out. The, you know, I think 87% of the funds go to, 
um, actually helping the kids. I think there's a, I think we have a few, a couple of people get paid nominal fees just mm-hmm. to cover some expense. And I mean, it's really hardly anything. And, but, but, that, um, that's what nonprofits were created for. Right. Right. And it's making a difference. And to scale it, we're going to need more money. It's the orange duffel bag initiative. The yeah, bill, if you're listening, bill, bill Gates, if you're listening, we'd one, love some money. Yeah. One third of what your board members make would help a ton of inner city kids in Georgia. Yeah. How about this? And before we started this, when we started the orange duffel bag initiative, 10 years ago, the um, kids in foster care, uh, only 14% of them graduated from high school. And uh, it's a dismal. It's like 49th in all, out of all the states. And in the last 10 years, we've had over 1,500 kids go through this Jeez. program. And 87% of them have graduated from high school. So what we're wow. doing is working. And a lot of them, 20, 30% of them, 40%. They're going on to post-secondary education. And in foster care, only 3% of those kids ever get to post-secondary. And only 3% of them ever graduate. We have kids graduating from college, starting professional careers, who never would have done that no. on their own. No. And I'm like, and that's because it's not anything that I've done. It's just all the people working hard on the ground, man. All the volunteers. Yeah. We have volunteer coaches. We have um Diana Black and Mike Daly and all of our coaches, they, they help these kids every day. But think about how that changes society. Even 1,500 people. It might sound small, but it's not. No, it's, it's changing 1,500 trajectories. Correct. It's That's families, why it's so... future children, everything. Like yeah. You just go down it's that It's third line. and fourth generation. Like it, It's that big, right? Yes. It's, it it's, really is. It's amazing. My trajectory was changed because of a handful of people who reached out up and across and helped me. And so they're doing that in Georgia and it's, ch- it's changing folks' trajectory and I'm really proud of their efforts and we're going to celebrate our 10 year anniversary this fall and big bunch of fanfare and hopefully we can do it with COVID going yeah. in the back, you know, COVID not being so bad and social distancing and all that. And we still have successful events, but. Well, when I become crazy sick, Rich, I'll donate some money. Oh, you you don't think you you don't think I'm gonna donate money? No, I, I did. Like when well, we become that was, that was that was a big jump right there by me saying that, and then you're like, you don't think I'm gonna donate money? Oh, I went up to then, didn't I? <laughs> that was bad. That was like when we first met, and I asked you if you played yeah, college like, football before. Are you assuming something about me? That's <laughs> no. <laughs> are you assuming that I don't want no. to give to children? I welcome any abundance you share with us <laughs> because the affluence you create is only going to come back to you. Oh man. But this idea of a free lunch is something that, um, a lot of people may think America was built on this idea of a free lunch, but there's really no such thing as a free lunch. When I was growing up on the fringes of the mob in Vegas and a bunch of my buddies, their dads were gangsters. <laughs> you know, you just, you just, my mother, you know, there's a lot of crazy things about her, but one of the things she really knew was she said, you don't get beholden to those people. So, because no. when they ask for, if you do them favors, they're going to expect favors yeah. and those favors could send you uh, to the penitentiary for a long time yeah. Yeah. and destroy your life. So she, she had a sense about her that way. So oh, uh, you want to hear the messed up law. Speaking of that, I heard, uh, I learned a messed up law today. You mean like an actual physical law in the books? No, like, I'm sorry, uh, a law that we have in our society. Oh, you mean like a norm, more yes. Yeah, well, okay. It is legal in the United States, it's legal to pay people to go protest. 
It is not legal, however, to pay people to loot while they're protesting. So do you see how that makes it nearly impossible to convict somebody of giving somebody money to protest and they end up looting? Yeah, try that. So, so I, could, I could say, hey, Sam, I'll give you 100 bucks if you go down and protest that our city council's having a concert during COVID-19. But don't loot. But let's say you go down in there and loot. How are you going to prove that my $100 was only to protest and not to loot? So I listened to an excerpt from Steve Harvey today. It was really profound. He talked about, he, he was telling, you know, Steve Harvey, a very successful African-American, you know, black man, entertainer. I love, love, love watching him. He's just funny. He's a funny cat. But he was talking about um, the demonstrations. And he was telling them to peacefully protest. And, and he basically said the other side is what's ensuing violence. He said, go home, everyone. Go home and vote. Go yeah. home and vote. Or he said the last effective protest that we've had in our country was during the civil rights era with Martin Luther King because it was peaceful. And as long as you have violence that's ensuing, you won't get the majority of white people buying into it. And what happened was Martin Luther King got white people on his side and that led to, to true change. Now he obviously was murdered for his, for his, um, for standing up for what he believed in, but it truly facilitated some change. And these folks that think that change is going to be brought out by violence, violence is going to allow change. It just, it's, it's, it puts you back. And he was saying, the violence only makes it worse because what will happen is you, you, you draw the attention away from social injustice. You'll draw the attention away from pr uh, criminal justice reform. And everybody's just thinking about the violence. Everybody's yeah. just upset about the violence. It's like the, the massive distraction. So he's, he's claiming that the far right is behind the violence. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. But, but true, because once violence erupts in protests... Um, it's just about the violence and not about the message. Right. You lose the message. Yeah, the KKK the... has been coming out pretty hard the last couple of days to protest. Really? Yeah. Like it's weird. You that is weird. Up on the news, they, they're coming out basically protesting against Black Lives Matter. Okay. I know. So are they being like, violent at they're all? They're trying to start a war. I feel like. Yeah, like a racial war. Yeah, that's what I feel like they're trying to do. And I'm yeah. like, this is helping nothing. I will only correct one thing that he said. Oh, you saw it. You you watched it. Uh, yeah, I've listened to some of it, but okay. my thing is the last peaceful protest, I think, was the gay rights, and it worked. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true, because it wasn't violent, full of violence. No. No, he's, no, I would agree with you. Yeah, he's missing that one. I mean, that was a big movement. Was there, I mean, you had a lot in California, you know, with uh, Prop 7. Right. You had a lot of it, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, protesting people down there. I mean, there was a lot. You know, I would say you're probably right that that moved some the needle a little bit. It, it, it doesn't need to move more. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but you know, everybody has a bias. We all have biases. We all have biases, but, but you can't reason. legislate non-bias. That's the problem. You Never. can't. You can't make laws that keep people from being That's biased. Like special interest groups. I mean, right. it just is what it is. Right. Right. All right. So I got this section, the same section under that law forty here. It's called the bargain demon. Ooh. Sounds it's fascinating. Kind of for Kim here. Oh, Power, powerful people judge everything by what it costs, not just in money, but in time, 
dignity and peace of mind. And this is exactly what bargain demons cannot do. Wasting valuable time digging for the bargains, they worry endlessly about what they could have gotten elsewhere for a little less. Miss Kim is a bargain chopper. We should go get her and ask bargain her. Bargain demon. She's a bargain demon. I'm going to call her a bargain, 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 bargain demon. demon from now on. So, like, I've done that, though, I think. I think that before, like, oh, I want to get the best deal. And then you've, I've wasted so much time trying to get the best deal. Yeah, we just buy, just save up and get what you want and for the price you want to pay for it and just move on. Yeah, you discount. It's called opportunity cost. We learned it in economics well, in school. What were you teaching your son the other day? About discounting things. I was teaching him. This is a very good lesson I was teaching him. I was teaching him not to uh, not to discount because then that reduces the value of what he creates. Exactly. And and you taught him. You actually helped teach him even a better lesson. You gave him the practice. Would you tell this our is, audience what you told him? Because that's the real practical yeah, lesson. Yeah, I said to him, would you rather sell one item for $10,000 or three items for $3,000 each. And I said, think about how much time it takes you to make one and how much time it takes you to make three. Right. So he got the math on that pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, 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 every time you discount something, people don't value it. Right. Period. They want more. They, they want more. I'm sure you run into this in your practice. When you discount things, people don't think it's enough. The, the, you never get them. No. They're never happy. Enough. They're never happy. But I was thinking about this in my life. I even do that. Think about Yeti. The Yeti brand will not ever freaking have sales. I know I want to buy a bunch of Yetis right now. And I'm like, where can I get them, you know, wholesale because the retail is so expensive. Yeah, they, they oh, don't. I just, they I just don't. need to, I need to just say there's no free lunch and just go pay just them. Just go get number. it if you really want it. You really yeah. want it. And Yeti's been brilliant. They were first to market and they've always held their price. Yeah. You can start, you can, you can, once you introduce yourself into, again, like economics, once you introduce your product into the market at a high price, you can always move it down, but you can't. It's almost impossible when you mm-hmm. introduce at a low price to move it up. That It doesn't work no, that way. No. Yeah, it's the law of supply and demand. When there's high demand, low supply, price goes up. When there's low demand, high supply, price goes down. And, um, you know, every, the, everybody's trying to create a mystique and demand for their products and services so they can charge higher price so they can make more money. So here's the thing I don't get about that, though. Because Nike has a very high end, right? But then they also have a very, very low end on their shoes. And somehow, even having a very low end shoe that's cheap, I think like $30, right? And then high end, we're at like four or $500. They can sell both. And that has, you know, that has always been amazing to me. Well, Nike's one of the most recognizable brands in the world. Like it's at, it's at the top of the list with Walt, with like Disney and Apple and Apple. There's nothing cheap at Apple, nothing cheap at Apple. So you got Disney, Apple, Disney, either Apple, Disney and um, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Nike. It's just not discounted. What Coca-Cola is, you know, they just want, it's a consumption game, right? So it's a different, it's a different different deal. But Nike is probably the most recognizable brand besides Apple in the world. So they have a broad, they can, they can paint a broad stroke. Yeah. It's right? just amazing to me though. Cause usually if you discount, they've done, I guess, let me put it this way. They've done an amazing job at making you believe the $500 sneakers worth 500 
And the $30 sneakers were $30. You know, it's fascinating. We had a kid that played a basketball at Georgia Tech. His name was Stefan Marbury. Amazing. And he was an amazing basketball Dude, what player. A stud. I loved watching him and, play. You know, he was a great player and he and he was Center City kid. He, you know, Bobby Crimmins got him from Center City. He's a Center City kid. He makes success, you know, makes great career in the M- NBA. And and he's really upset that Nike, you know, like Nike's cost 250 bucks, 300 bucks. So he creates his own sneaker brand for like 35 bucks yeah you know just as high quality whatever and he just showers center city kids with it yeah. it was a really cool initiative it'd be a really fun nba uh, kind of uh, case study to check out how this how that did on its on its on its on its own on, on its, its own, own merits yeah. yeah that would be interesting so i got a question for you do you believe that when you meditate you could actually levitate meditate to levitate yeah do I believe in meditation to levitation? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't believe I could do it because no, that I'm just question. introducing. No, no. I'm just being. I'm just now starting to meditate. <laughs> That's not I'm, my I'm a soft. I am just like a junior rough rider. Listen, either way you answer this, I'm going to get you on this. So, I believe you, you can ele- elevate your thinking, elevate no, your stress, levitate. No, I don't believe you can physically levitate by meditation. Like you mean, like come off the ground and be yes, like, yes. And it's not a trick. No, not a trick. Not a magician trick. I don't believe Vegas. you meditate and hover off the ground because of your energy. I don't believe that. Really? I do not believe that. Even though Deepak does. Deepak does not levitate. We saw Deepak. He didn't Deepak, levitate. He says he, he walked with a limp. He walked with he a limp on stage. Levitate. Do you believe he? Do you believe Deepak can levitate? I do not believe Deep, Deepak can levitate. I think that's bullshit. But you think God can walk through walls? Yeah, because he's powered with love and he's the great divine creator and stuff. Are we made up of the same stuff? No, he's better stuff than we are. We're trying okay. to be that stuff, become Just that saying. stuff. I mean, I just, I don't <laughs> it's know so funny because because uh, because. Uh, I think someone commented that I didn't know Sam was that religious, and uh, yes, and I'm like, did. no, I'm a I'm a faith based dude, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely, you are, and um, and I don't have any bones about it. Like There's it doesn't bother about that. No, I mean it just it saved my life. I, I was raised yeah. by a bunch of debaucherous, wretched pieces of shit. And I think it's great. So um, but again, I it, think it I doesn't. Think I could levitate. I think you could levitate. I, I I believe in it. I think I could heal. Okay, do you think you could have an out-of-body experience while meditation? Yes, I do believe but in that. But you can't levitate? No, I could levitate outside my body, in my you spirit. you could levitate your physical body? I don't believe I could. Interesting. What would be the reason to levitate my physical body? I don't know. What the, what's the reason? Say, Ma, look at me. Hey, Ma, look at me. No, because then you'd fall. Because <laughs> you'd be distracted. You'd be distracted. <laughs> Kim, I'm levitating. Do you Kim, think? I'm do you levitating. want me physically now? Because I'm levitating. I just turn you on, my dear. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, but anyway, fascinating idea. I, th- I don't know. I think, I think it's definitely possible. Do you think, think it comes well. with a free lunch, though? If you levitate, is that free, or does it, you have to pay the price to levitate? You definitely have to pay a price. You have to be a meditator for you. Have your brain has to physiologically change because you've meditated. For oh, hours, for years. No, that's interesting. <clears throat> that's Plus, what happens with these, you did know. Did you send me that video today about two brains? I did. The brain in your stomach? Yeah, I watched that. I know you I, I know you did. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I've been thinking about that all when I In my guts book, in my guts book, we talk about having a brain in your heart and in your stomach. That's why we called it guts. I didn't like that he said you carry love in your heart. I was like, get over it. 
No, you yeah, don't. That's because you're not a love believer. I'm not a love believer. Come on, work, come I'm on. working on you, man. I I was working on you a couple yeah, mornings ago. Like, I sent you some on. profound texts. Yeah, let's you go should, over these texts. You should read those texts to people. Yeah, let's because it was cool. I, I thought I was say, coming back at you pretty solid. Solid. Oh, you thinking. did great. You did great. But I just, I should, we should probably read this because it'd be funny. For, I think our audience would enjoy that. <sighs> so see. start out the conversation, yeah, like yeah. explain it, give it context. All right. So I'm working out. I'm working out, and I'm, I'm why I'm working out. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. It's kind of like my meditation time a little bit. <clears throat> so I text Sam when I'm on my way home from working out, and I said, "I am missing something big in life. I don't know what it is." But it is there. That's what I said. And Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I had an opportunity, people, and I hit him hard with it. I hit him fast and furious with it. So Sam says, love is the greatest power in the universe. And the main reason behind the plan of salvation, creation, and our existence. Maybe it would make a good podcast tonight. (laughs) (laughs) He said, love is a choice from our consciousness. Love is action. Love is sacrifice and service. And if anyone could just picture me right now rolling my eyes when I got oh, that yeah. text message. It was sacrilegious to him when I said all that. Yeah, and I said, I texted him back and said, I know love. I only give that to people I choose. That's what I said back. Yeah, because love's a choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, just <laughs> reading these. I'm just like, son of a bee. Um, he texted me back. He said, love makes everything better. I'm like, I'm about ready to chuck my phone at this point. Yeah, he's time. hating me. Yeah. And I said... There is something I am missing that will make the world better. So like, I'm trying to get away from this love topic. Right. And then he texts me. Yes. Our love or consciousness that connects to the universe gives ultimate power and connection with our creator and or maker. And to others, this is how we love strangers. And then I put consciousness is love. And you put be careful. This kind of stuff may affect you being an outstanding lawyer. I <laughs> <laughs> like you can't love too much. Cause then you're like, cause then, you know, cause yeah. then you're going to be soft hearted and not ruthless when you need to be ruthless. Suck. You're going to suck. That was funny. I was like, Oh man, you must've been in a really lovey dovey mode that morning. I wasn't necessarily. I just believe all that yeah. stuff. I talked about love. I had someone come up to me once and they said, I agree with Sam about love. I'm like, then you two can go talk on the podcast then because no, stop it with this love stuff. Yeah. What? I don't even know. I don't even know why you allegedly carry love in your heart. To me, it'd be, I, I don't think, well, I think you carry love everywhere in your consciousness. I don't think it's part of your body. I think love is part of your whole deal. What's worse to me is your consciousness will exist forever. Right. So will love. So will love. (laughs) I I don't know if that's true. How can that be possible? If you can't, love is part of consciousness. How can love not last forever? (laughs) Well, it's like, uh, I, Um, okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This is good. Maybe this will help me. So if your consciousness is connected with everybody, or let's just say there's five people in the room and all five of you are connected consciously, your consciousnesses are connected. Do you need love? Yeah. I would say that the thing that connects your consciousness is love. Oh, that's interesting. That's what I would say. I said, you're connected because of love. Love and respect and admiration for one another allows you to connect to one another. So does love only come then if you're centered? 
I think love is maximized when you're centered. But here's, but here's the thing is it seems like love for a child, while I do believe it's conditional and I believe it's unconditional, uh, there is a natural love for a child. Yeah, the Greeks had it down. They had six words for love. They right. really they really had it. And there's the there's the erotic love, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. um there's uh, agape, which is brotherly love. There's family love. There's all sorts of different forms of love. They knew what they were talking about with love. They had a lot of language. When people have words, different words for different types of things, you know, you can tell the sophistication of a civilization by how many words they have on a topic, right? The Greeks knew love. Well, I think we have different words in English. Desire, love, um, even erotic uh, what other words would we have? Well, I think we have other romance. Yeah, but that's all, that's all around, uh, erotica, which is the Greek word for physical love. Okay. But I'm just saying like in the English language, there's other words for love. Yeah, but they don't carry the kind of same weight, do they? No, they can't get, well, neither well, do like they in any, any, I mean, not even for the Greeks, did they carry the right. same weight? But if you look at, um, uh, Hebrew, or you look at um, Chinese, ancient Chinese, Sanskrit, whatever, uh, the, the, the words they have for consciousness. Uh, there are a lot more words that mean consciousness than we, you know, you're unconscious, you're conscious. Consciousness means you're awake, your unconscious means you're asleep. I mean, but there are other cultures that have all sorts of different words about consciousness that mean uh, sort of a type of consciousness, different types of consciousness. Because a little more, they've thought about it more. Yeah. You know, Emily and I were talking about it on, um, we were talking about your organs, right? Like when you see something, when you see something, let's say disgusting and your stomach hurts, Mm -hmm. what is telling your stomach to hurt? It's not your brain. Your brain can't control your stomach. Your brain does control your stomach. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. There's thousands of neuro neural connections from your brain to your stomach Neuro, they, but they report to the brain you can have an upset stomach and you can feel your brain can say you're sick or but, you could have a thought but why is your a disgusting okay, thought and your stomach would be sick because it has there's pathways i know but let's, to your heart let's, in your brain and to your brain and your but gut let's think about that for a second then let's say that the brain does send the signal to, then to your stomach why the heck is this if you see something disgusting like a lot of blood. And let's say that makes you want to get queasy. Why does your brain then see blood and send it to your stomach to feel queasy? Do you see what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make any sense. I, I have no idea. Why. I don't either. That just doesn't make I any sense. I just know that consciousness contra- is where you have your choice and, and, uh, that, it, that impacts your thinking, that your thinking impacts your emotions, your emotions impact your actions and your actions. But that goes to the two brain thing. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at is the two brain thing. He was explaining like you carry certain emotions. Yeah, he does. In, in, your, in your organs. Organs. Right. Yeah, he was talking about your liver, your spleen, your stomach, your heart, and they all carry different. This is, um, uh, this is acupuncture, ancient uh, Chinese qi. medicine, chi, you know, right around your belly button, all but that kind of stuff. So it was really fascinating. And I'm, I, but he's uh, saying the brain doesn't send that to those organs. It's, uh, it's like your meridian, you know, your electronic signals and your meridian points 
Um, we're big, we're big Eastern, we're big Eastern people that way. We, we have a great acupuncturist. We see him yeah. a lot and, uh, we clear our meridians to get our energy right, our vibration right. I think there's a lot to that. I think it's, I think, um, mm. I think in the East, they've studied these things for thousands of years. Yeah, they know what they, they know why they work. They have it all based down into plants and roots and, and, uh, Marijuana you know, points and you know point electronic points on your body, your chi comes from your belly, doesn't come from your heart. Your power. It's funny. They fascinating because this dude was saying that your power is here in your belly. Right. It's right around. Well, it's your, one of your power. It's one. Yeah. It's one where you're most energy. powerful. That's where most of your power is. And he talked about fluids up and down your I spine, know. all that kind of stuff. That was fascinating. pretty fascinating. Do that. <laughs> all that kind of. Breathe this way and do that way. Yoga and you know. Ta- uh, you know, some kind of meditation stuff with these movements that get things flowing. So interesting. I think, I think we don't know anything. Yeah. I think, I think if uh, we're not going to get the wisdom that comes with that for free, I think we have to go and study it. it. You got to go get it. You got to pay the price for it. You got to learn about it. No free lunch. No free lunch. There's no free, (laughs) there's no free lunch at all. No No. free lunch at all. Uh, No, (laughs) I feel I hope none of my other friends or acquaintances listen to this and know that now that I bought their lunches and stuff like that. What if they if they listen they're gonna be like freaking Brian. Brian, he's fetcher. He freaking reads these books and then exercises power over me. He has power over me. Yeah, but then you could say, Well, I'm not having power over you. I just I just want to be empowered as a person. Yeah, I just will love everyone. Yeah. And no, this is what you do. This is how you, do, this is what you do. You go, you cannot give me, you, this is exactly, I've heard you use this on Kim like a million times. Oh, well. So you cannot take away my desire to have blessings for not giving you some kind of prize. That's right. Some you kind deny of me gift. blessings. You deny me blessings when I don't, when you don't let me give you a gift. Cause Kim's Kim, oh. man, she lives this, even though she's a frugal person, she looks for value and frugal, frugality, you know, frugality. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word. I don't either, but it sounded good. Frugality. That's probably not a word. I'm going to make frugality. Myself. Frugality. Maybe that's it. But yeah. she's frugal. She is. Kim is very frugal. Um, but but she is not beholden to anybody. No. She, man, she no. she does not. She, she does not like she won't gifts. Let me hire anyone to mow the lawn. No, it's like <laughs> no. She goes, I'm mowing the lawn. You can't. Mow. And she's like, in sneakers, like. It's amazing the gifts that you've got away with giving her. Like I've been married to her for 31 years and you have given her at least four pairs of sneakers. Yeah, right? Because you can't deny me a blessing. Right. But she doesn't take gifts from anybody. She hmm. barely takes gifts from me and I'm her husband. This is a hit the religion card. Yeah. Cause you just, you, you play that. Oh, yeah. you're taking away my abundance and my ability to have, you know, pay tithing and live the law of you're, consecration you're kind of stuff. taking away my ability to be me. Right. And then you use this example. You know, I deal with difficult things every day and really terrible things. And the only way for me to feel right is to give gifts to people. Happiness. And you're taking away my happiness by not allowing me to give you a gift. And I'm like, bullshit walks. I'm in like, good grief. And, and to me, you do it just for the shits and giggles of it. And I'm just fascinated because I can never get away with, you know, no. I try to say it like I told her today. I said, honey, you miss your mom. Um, we need to send you home. Like you need to take Hannah and go home to, you know, go to Toronto and go up to Bracebridge, you know, where your mom lives and, uh, spend a couple of weeks with your mom. I yeah. know you miss her. Go, go tickets are cheap. Let's just go. Yeah. And, uh, 
she won't do it. And I'm like, no, you got it. And I, I almost have her convinced to do it. Yeah. She's close, but you she's like what? resisting the crap out of me. you know what you need to do? What? I, th- I just thought of what you need to do. You need to say, I prayed about it. <laughs> you know well, that we'll get it. I, I, let me tell you what I did do. Okay, good. I want to it was this. close to that. Okay, great. You know, I was thinking, honey, I was pondering a lot. We've had some situations where we're going to have a little bit of access to cash we didn't plan on. You know, I was really pondering on this a lot. And I'm like, I felt really impressed that you need to go home. <laughs> so that's my way of saying, oh. that's my way of saying, I prayed and you should do Drop it. Drop the mic. And, um, and she was a lot more receptive than normal. Yes. Because she know your audience, yeah. Because I mean, she 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 took it. She took it. Well, we'll see if she takes it because well, she still I still have to go get her. I, she still has to let me get her tickets. Like it legit makes me want to go upstairs and see if I can convince her to let me buy the tickets. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> okay, I'm super okay, motivated. You and I right need now. to have a side bet for some. We need to have some serious side bet that um, <sighs> that I don't think she'd let you buy the tickets. I, I honestly think that's crossing the line for her. Okay. But if you could pull that off, I'll pay for the tickets and I'll give you the money to pay for the tickets just to see it happen. I wonder if I can get this off. Pull this I don't off. know how you do it. I don't know how you approach it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But Except, and, and maybe you have some kind of, um, you have some kind of um, secret need. You have some kind of special thing that she needs to do to help your business or oh, some shit. And you're like a tax, then, a tax write-off. Yeah. Or so, I don't know what you do, but anyway, because she doesn't believe there's a free lunch, right? No, no, she doesn't. She despises free lunches. I will say this though. is like with people like him that have pure hearts, when I do give them things, I don't expect, I'm like, I'm not of doing course it for she power. Does. Yeah. Now there are definitely people I do it for power. Right. Totally. And like Hannah, Hannah comes up to me the other day and she goes, does Brian still have that free iPhone thing? I'm like, I like the way she's And I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe you should talk to Brian about it, Hannah. And I'm like, and you're, and my, and Kim's like, don't you dare do that. (laughs) She's like, shut that shit down. She shut it right down. Shut it down. She shut it down. And you know, Jake, Jake shut it down and you made the offer to Jake. Yes. Cause he has this old piece of crap iPhone yes. six and you're like, Jake, I could get you a new phone. It wouldn't cost a dime. I just figured out how to get the tickets done. Okay. So what Jake's like, no, I can't do that. I must earn what I, I must earn it. I must, he goes, I need to make, this is what Jake said. I need to make money with Bracken brothers wood products. And then I'll buy my own iPhone. And I'm like, damn straight because you despise a free lunch. Cause you want to give me power. Right. He wants to take his power. He, he wants to keep his it. power. He wants to keep it. Keep your power. Yes. So, by the way, yeah. Let's see. Forty-three minutes, like peace, it's like it's out. it's blue. It blew fast. This no, this went by this way, way, way too fast. We didn't fight enough, but I will. We say did this. not fight enough. I'm gonna call my shot right now. Here's what I'm gonna do. Okay, tell us. I'm gonna go up to Kim. I'm gonna say, Kim, listen. There's one of two options here. One, Hannah gets a free iPhone 11 through my certificate because Jake's not taking advantage of it. Or number two, I pay for tickets to Toronto go see your mom one of the two are happening oh my god you get to decide okay so what if the, if you get away with one of those two things what do i owe you because i don't know i can't do the free i get despise the free lunch and respect no 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 i gotta do something that don't give me a test drive a car i'll tell you that right now i'm freaking <laughs> bring some sexy car home I, by the way i saw a g65 oh the convertible or the no the g-wagon g65 oh, oh you're kidding me and i've been looking for a g65 instead of my 63 but I didn't They're call you on purpose. We have three coming. 
I three brand new G wagons coming in. I didn't call you on purpose. Because you know I'll show up with one. Yes, I know. And then, like then the brand I, new ones I'll are bigger. You. They're bigger. They're wider. They're badass. The, like like how I like my girls in high school. Yeah. So you know what? We got to make enough money. Yeah. To so where that's not where we just go pay full boat Cash. retail on it. Casheroo. And somehow get out of taxes. Yes. So we need to have a huge trade in. Well, let's see what Kim says, huh, guys? All right. Well, hey, peace out and uh, despise the free lunch. Don't take it, guys. It's not Pay worth your it. own way. Get it's that. not worth Don't. holding to anybody. No, it is not. Do not give the power to anybody else. Unless you go out to lunch with me, let me pay for it. Or me. Or let me pay for it. That's right. We'll argue about it. I'm sneaky. Oh, no. Feeling good. Like I should. Like I should, because I don't let people buy me lunch. Neighborhood. Y'all have a great week. Do good. Don't stress out. Don't stress. Have a great week. Later.